0: This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1401. Why you almost never see a fat Japanese, or how I lost five pounds in Tokyo, by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. And I'm Dr. Neil, your very own personal narrator. Happy Saturday and welcome back to another weekend edition of Optimal Health Daily. This is where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web, and always with my commentary at the end. Let's keep this intro nice and short and get right to Leo's post and hear about how he lost five pounds in Tokyo as we optimize your life. Why You Almost Never See a Fat Japanese or How I Lost Five Pounds in Tokyo by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. One of the most striking things about my trip to Japan was how thin everyone was. I kept saying to my family, there are no fat Japanese. Now, that's not entirely true, of course. Aside from sumo wrestlers, there are some Japanese who are fat. But at least in my two-week trip to Tokyo, they were pretty hard to find. Seriously, in America, including my home country of Guam, you could walk around, and half, if not most, of the people you see will be at least a little overweight. And many are obese. But in Japan... It seems like everyone is thin. I could go a whole day without seeing an obese individual, unless it was a tourist. I know that this is not groundbreaking news. It's long been known that the Japanese are among the healthiest people on Earth, with one of the lowest rates of obesity among developed nations, and one of the longest average lifespans. But when you actually see it in person, it's almost shocking. During my stay in Japan, I formed some theories and these won't be groundbreaking either, but I think they're worth reflecting on. Be aware, of course, that I'm not an expert in any related field here, and my observations are based on a two-week stay in Tokyo, and therefore are very, very limited. But here are the reasons the Japanese are not fat, in my opinion. One, they eat a lot of seafood and veggies. It's true that they eat red meat, and sometimes it's fried. But red meat or poultry? don't seem to be the main staple of their diet as much as seafood, rice, and veggies are. Meat seems to be eaten in smaller amounts, usually as a seasoning, not as a main dish. Or, if it is eaten in bigger amounts, it's not an everyday occurrence. Again, this is a generalization, as is everything in this article. So there are many exceptions, because not everyone in Japan eats the same way. Two, they eat smaller portions. This is very striking, actually. While in American restaurants, and Guam for that matter, the food is piled high in huge portions or supersized in fast food restaurants. In Japan, portions are sensible. Not tiny, but definitely not large. You might get a bowl full of soup with some noodles and seafood or meat, but it's mostly liquid. Or you might get some seafood with rice and pickled veggies and miso soup, but each are in small amounts. In my opinion, these smaller portions are probably more important than the type of food they eat. Three, they walk and bike more than we do. This was pretty striking as well. It seems like everyone uses the subway stations and walks every day. Their kids walk a good part of the way to school instead of being dropped off by their parents, and a lot of people ride bicycles everywhere usually not the kind you ride for exercising or training for races, but your everyday riding around the city type of bicycles with baskets for a bag or two of groceries. This is all in contrast to us Americans who use cars to get everywhere, even to the corner store. Again, this is a generalization. And of course, you, my lovely listeners, are exceptions. It's a combination of the walking, biking, eating smaller portions, and eating more seafood and veggies that may lead to the Japanese being pretty darn healthy in general. Any one of these changes would be a big improvement for most of us in America. How I Lost 5 Pounds on My Summer Vacation In just two weeks in Tokyo, without dieting or fasting, I lost 5 pounds and slimmed down. I'm still not quite at my Leo versus Belly Fat Challenge goal yet, but I'm getting there. I'm 17 pounds lighter than I was when I started my challenge, all told but the fastest fat loss during this challenge came during the two weeks I was in Japan. And here's the kicker. I wasn't trying to lose weight. Here's how I did it. One, I walked for hours every day. My family and I walked all over Tokyo for two weeks. We walked about 15 to 20 minutes every morning to the subway station, then up and down stairs within the subway system, often transferring trains once or twice, then would walk for hours and hours exploring a new part of Tokyo. Then, we'd repeat the subway trip and walk home, exhausted. Sometimes we'd walk for 10 to 12 hours in a day. Of course, we rested in between walking, stopping to enjoy a park or have a meal or a snack or browse through a bookstore, but most of the time, we were walking. Great distances. Often hauling a three-year-old toddler, a stroller, or a bag or two up and down, lots of stairs and lots of hills. It was an amazing amount of exercise and by the end of the two weeks, my family and I were in great walking shape. Two, I ate moderate amounts. I didn't stick to a meal plan or fast as I did early on in my belly fat challenge. I think both methods were great, but I decided to take a break from those methods during my vacation and I didn't worry about what or when I ate. My only thing was to eat until I was just full, never stuff myself. I had desserts, I ate french fries once in a while, and I ate white rice, which is unusual for me because I usually stick to brown rice. I still ate fairly healthfully most of the time, as I enjoy fruits and veggies a lot, and fried foods kind of make me queasy. But I didn't watch what I ate, I just ate moderate amounts. These are really just my two simple fitness rules, but the Tokyo tourist version of them, and they worked. I didn't have to worry as much about what I ate because I burned a ton of calories each day. I hope to continue the walking now that I'm back on Guam. As I've written about before, I've been walking more now that I've moved to a more central location here on Guam. I can walk to meetings, to restaurants, to see my sister, to the beach, or the playground. Now, I'm going to step that up a little. There's no way I can walk the ridiculous amounts i walked in Japan. I have a life after all. But I hope to walk just about every day and not just for exercise. It's important to walk with a purpose. While many of us will go walking for 30 to 45 minutes for exercise, I found that it's better to walk somewhere, to do something. For example, when we walked all day around Tokyo Disneyland, which is obligatory if you have as many kids as I do, we didn't think about walking. We were just trying to get to the rides. And it was a fun and tiring day. On Guam, I hope to walk to places to do my work, walk with my kids to beaches and parks, go on hikes, walk on dates with my wife to restaurants and movies, walk to go on errands, and so on. I encourage everyone to consider doing the same. You'll be amazed at how great it feels. You just listened to the post titled, Why You Almost Never See a Fat Japanese, or How I Lost Five Pounds in Tokyo by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. There are many published studies that have shown that certain populations in Japan are healthier than most of us in the US, and frankly, healthier than most around the world. In fact, Okinawa, Japan has quite a few centenarians, meaning those that have lived to at least 100 years of age. They have more centenarians than most other countries in the world. Now, you might be thinking, well, then how do you know it's not just genetics? Maybe Okinawans have healthier genes than we do, and that's why they live longer. Well, I would agree that genetics absolutely play a role in determining how long we live. But it turns out that Okinawans are not the only ones that tend to live longer, healthier lives. Other areas of the world, like Sardinia, Italy, Ikaria, Greece, the Nicoya Peninsula of Costa Rica, and even an area near me, Loma Linda, California, have residents that are more likely to live into their 100s and beyond. So what's so special about these areas of the world? Well, actually in today's article, Leo cracked the code. Much of it relates to the resident's diet and activity levels. In these areas of the world, these citizens eat mostly unprocessed whole foods like fruits, vegetables, and whole grains, and they stay active for most of their lives. That's what these areas of the world have in common. So the opinions Leo presented in his article are actually backed by quite a bit of science. All right, that'll do it for the Saturday episode. I hope you're having a great weekend if you're listening in real time, and I'll be back here tomorrow as usual where are optimal life awaits.